BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Project Spurs, I'm Paul Garcia, and this is the Spurs Cast. In today's episode, I'll be discussing Devin Vassell's new five-year contract extension, media day, and the first practice for the San Antonio Spurs. Let's go to jump right into this episode. So, uh, I recorded a week ago, and I know that we have been doing the Spurs Cast um, bi-weekly every two weeks, but now that, that training camp's here and media, and media day has begun, the season is here, so we'll be doing Spurs Cast episodes every week. So I was just in San Antonio for media day on Monday. I'm back home, um, and so now I can start discussing everything that's going on, and there's been some news regarding Devin Vassell. So let's go ahead and jump right into this episode. The big news first is Devin Vassell's contract extension. Uh, if you've listened to these Spurs cast episodes over the summer, uh, either by myself or when I had guests on like Colin Reed from Project Spurs, uh, we, we've been very confident that the Spurs and Devin Vassell were going to eventually agree to some sort of um, contract extension before the deadline, which was before uh, the regular season begins. And so this news first came from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN on um, Monday evening after after media day. Uh, Woj reported that the Spurs and Vassell agreed to a five-year, $146 million extension. Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype um, had some more details. He says that the uh, the contract uh, has $135 million guaranteed, $11 million in bonuses, and there's no options in the deal. And then just right before I recorded, I hit record, uh, I had just seen Bobby Marks. I just checked Twitter one more time or, or X one more time. And Bobby Marks of ESPN uh, actually got the contract details because I was uh, originally in my notes. I was going to say we don't know Devin's contract um, numbers just yet, but we, uh, Marks was able to get a hold of those. And so he put those available um, for the public. And so here's how Vassell's contract breaks down in year one, uh, which is next next offseason is when it begins in 24, 25. Uh, he's going to earn twenty nine point three million, which is twenty one percent of the of the cap. Then it's then it descends. Uh, it, it goes down uh, twenty seven million the following year, twenty seven million the, the next year, and then twenty four point six million in that fourth year, and then twenty seven million uh, in the in the final year in the fifth year. And what's interesting about that twenty four point six million in the fourth year is that according to Dave McMiniman of ESPN, he he says that that's that that follows a long time along the the lines of when Wemby's uh, potential extension could happen as well around around that that fourth year for Vassell. So um, that's very interesting that the Spurs kind of shaped his contract that way. And again, it's a really good deal of, of for for Vassell and then also for the Spurs because, like I said, it kind of declines almost like how Kelton Johnson's uh, deal did as well. And and you know if if he makes that jump. 
to become like an all-star this season or, or the next few seasons. Well, then they've actually got him um, to a deal that's like kind of, you know, actually below what an all-star player would make. So so it, it works out for, for both sides because we know he hasn't quite got to that, 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 that level just yet. And then we know that he had some injury history last year. Um, but again, uh, you, you've seen continued growth from Vassell each season. He's continued to improve um, there with San Antonio. And so he was able to sign that deal. Just some other notes uh, regarding the contract. Uh, this deal was only allowed because the uh, the new CBA came into place. If you know, if uh, one of the things we we discussed here on the Spurs cast about the new CBA was that um, uh, in the past, on the on the on the the previous CBA, the Spurs would have only been able to give uh, Vassell a four year extension, like Derek White got, like Dejounte Murray and Kelton Johnson all got. But now with this new deal, this new CBA that got passed in July, uh, the Spurs were able to give uh, Vassell that fifth year on the contract extension. So that worked out well for them with that new CBA. Um, and then they're also projected to still be a cap space team next off season. So if the Spurs don't, be, don't bring back any of their free agents and they get the right now at Vegas would say the fourth pick and then also the eighth pick from the Raptors. Cause they get, they get the, the Raptors pick. If it's um if it's um uh, after seven, but between seven and 30, they could have $24.7 million in cap space next summer. Now let's say that the Spurs let all their free agents go next summer. They also get the fourth and eighth pick. And then also they waive players on non-guaranteed deals. These are players like Devontae Graham, um, Julian Champagne, and, and Charles Bassey. Then the Spurs could open up up to $37.7 million in cap space. So again, they could be a real player there in free agency next year, uh, where if, if let's just say San Antonio opened $37.7 million, that would allow them to sign a max player with zero to six years of experience in the NBA. So again, uh, there's a lot of financial flexibility going forward, even with Vassell's number here at 29.2 or 29.3 million beginning next season. And then regarding Vassell, um, he basically said on on Tuesday after practice that he's that he's very blessed to get this kind of deal from the Spurs. That he's really and he and that he uh, that he really wants to stay in San Antonio. This is where he wants to be uh, right now in his in, in his career. So um, you know it worked out for like I said for both sides. And the, and again the Spurs continue to have some financial flexibility going into next summer uh, if they want to be like I said like a player in free agency. They want to try to to, to um, sign some players like like with, with zero to six years of experience. They can offer a max contract or even you know continue what they did this past summer, which is being a, a team that 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 brings in players via trade. They would have a lot of cap space to do that as well. And so now what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to go through some of the main uh, takeaways from media day and also the first day of Spurs practice. So like I said, I was in San Antonio on Monday uh, um, uh, with the media. So we got to see um, Coach Pop spoke with the media. Then uh, so did Devin Vassell, Jeremy Sohan, Victor Wembanyama, Zach Collins and Keldon Johnson. So I'm just going to get, uh, you know, some some of these some of these uh, players and, and and Coach Pop. I might just like read their entire quote, or I'll just kind of summarize what they said and what were some big takeaways from from for me. And then, like I said, uh, the Spurs had their first day of practice on Tuesday. I, I wasn't in person for that one, but the Spurs did provide uh, the audio and video, so I, could, I was able to listen to the interviews uh, with Trey Jones and Devin Vassell. And so I'll kind of go through some takeaways that I got from Trey Jones as well. So let's first begin with Coach Pop. Uh, he was the first one to speak with the media on Monday morning. Um, so here's some of his takeaways. One, uh, he says that, you know, regarding Victor Wembanyama, he says that the coaching staff first wants to kind of get a feel of where, you know, where on the floor Victor likes to be out on the on the floor, kind of just kind of almost like backing off a little bit, letting him do his thing, kind of seeing where he's most comfortable um, out on the floor. And, and also at, at what position is he is he more comfortable playing? So they're going to kind of give him um, they're going to give him some time to figure out, you know, how does he best play uh, out on the floor? Where is he most comfortable? Now, regarding the other Spurs players, they already know those players because they were most of them were on the team last year. So they're going to, you know, they they might start um, working with them um, very quickly compared to, to to Wemby in terms of like you know guidance and, and you know where where they want him on the floor and things like that. So again, that was one thing that Coach Pop mentioned about um, 
uh, Victor that they're going to kind of just kind of kind of just watch him, see how he how, how he performs out there, and kind of get a feel for for where he likes to be out on the floor. Uh, Pop and several Spurs players could just continue to harp on defense. They said that, you know, this is going to definitely be a focal point this season. They were not happy with where they finished last year. Uh, if you go back to a year ago, they were dead last. Actually, Vassell mentioned that we're dead last in, on defense. They, they allowed 119.6 points per 100 possessions. Um, and then also Pop um, just mentioned Keldon Johnson says that he's really challenging to, to be a better defender. Keldon as well said he, he he knows he can be a better defender. So that's one of his objectives this this coming season is to be is to show that he can be a better defender out there on the floor. Uh, and then something Trey Jones mentioned was that how last year it just seems like teams were just kind of getting by the Spurs on defense. They really didn't challenge them much. And so this year he says, you know, they really want to make teams feel them. It's going to be very they wanted to make it tough for teams to try to get by their defense this year. So, again, all the players and coach pop were all talking about how defense is the number one priority in this season. And of course, when you add a player like Wemby who, um, you know, he's going to bring a lot defensively. And, and I'll talk about, I'll, I'll read a quote here in a bit that I liked uh, hearing from Trey Jones about Wemby's defense. That's going to definitely um, change the Spurs' defense, just the fact they have an anchor back there coming in, in this coming season who's going to really um, have a, have an immediate impact on that end of the floor. So so that's one thing that the Spurs and, and the, uh, and the player the players and the coaches were, uh, were really harping on was defense. That's going to be a key priority for them. Now let's talk about winning. Coach Pop said, you know, uh, at this point a year ago, Coach Pop was kind of talking about more. It's, it's more about development, and we want these players to learn. This year, he says that wins are part of the process. That, that it's not just about developing and, and learning. That yes, they want those things to still happen. But this year, here was his quote. He said, "Winning is as important this year as learning was in the past." So, if we recall last year, the Spurs only won 22 games. So, so again, we, when he says winning, we're not sure if, if he's you know if, if he's talking about you know immediately playoffs, but he just wants to see better. You know, the, the, the team wants to see better progress than just those 22 wins last year. So we know that Vegas, their over under is 29.5 wins, which would still be 14th out west. But again, it definitely be seven wins better than where they finished a year ago. So that would definitely be something this year is that wins are a big priority for the team uh, compared compared to last year. And while still developing the young players and, and, and learning in the process, they, they again, winning is, is a key focus for the team as well this year. Regarding Jeremy Sohan, Pop just, just talked about how he's a very versatile player, how the sky's kind of the limit for him. He does, he has like so much untapped potential about where he can be on the on the floor. Um, he says that this season they're gonna they're gonna play him at different positions. You might see him at small ball five in lineups. Um, you know, there's just a lot of different places that he that he can be. Uh, Sohan's a very um, versatile player out there. So that's kind of one thing Pop mentioned about Sohan. And then uh, lastly, Pop was kind of asked about how some, you know, with Wem with the addition of Wemby, we know Wemby's, Wemby's going to start. So that could mean that somebody from last year's team who was a starter is going to end up having to go to the bench. We don't know who that player is, that fifth player. But, um, you know, if we just look at the lineup right now, we would assume um, Wemby's the starter at the four, Zach Collins at the five. And and then it's like those other three players. So I would assume, you know, after giving this extension, Devin Vassell starting as well somewhere on the wing. And, and I know we've had those discussions, those discussions on this podcast before about is it Sohan who goes to the bench? Is it Trey Jones? Is it Jeremy Sohan? And so, uh, you know, uh, or Keldon Johnson. So, again, there's a lot of different options of one of those starters from last year will end up probably going to the bench this year. And so when Pop was kind of asked about that, about, if you know, are the players ready to handle that? You know, one of those starters after getting to start last year, he had this quote that was very key. He said. If Manu Ginobili can come off the bench, anyone can. Okay, so that was definitely Pop saying, you know, you know, basically like if, if you were happy about your starting spot last year, you got to let your ego go because you know we, you, we added they, they, the team added Wemby this year, and so there's going to ha probably have to be someone who ends up going to the bench from last year's um, squad that was in the starting lineup uh, if they want to stick with that more traditional lineup of Wemby at the four and Zach Collins there at the five. 
Uh, Devin Vassell, he had something uh, interesting that he noted. He says that this past summer he worked out and played some pickup runs with Kevin Durant. So again, that's just going to only make you know uh, have have a have a big impact for him. Just getting to see a, a player like Kevin Durant, who's going to be a future Hall of Famer, uh, getting to work out alongside him, that's going to be a a, a good um, possibility for Vassell there. And then uh, regarding his knee injury last year, that that really hampered him, where he he only um he, he played in less than forty games last year. Vassell says his knee his knee is fully healthy, that there's no injury concerns for him. Jeremy Sohan uh, did mention that he was asked uh, if he's going to continue to shoot the one-handed free throws, and he says he is going to continue to do that. And and as we saw last year, um, you know, from he started experimenting with that shot back in December, and then if you look at his data from from January to March, he shot over seventy-three percent in uh, in each month following that that one-handed free throw form. So that will be something that Sohan uh, continues to 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 show uh, or use that 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 one-handed um, free throw form. And then, uh, you know, he was asked as well about, you know, what if there's a situation where you need to be the point guard? And he says that, you know, he's basically open to it, that, 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 um, you know, he may not be the, the point guard point guard, but he's, he's, he's ready to, you know, start running the offense, initiate at times, bring the ball up the floor. And he says, you know, just like any, you know, when it's something new for, for you, for, as, for you as a player, there's going to be some ups and downs. It's not always going to be perfect, but, but Sohan mentioned how, you know, he's definitely ready to take that on. If, if the team wants him to, to run point um, up there or, or bring the ball up and initiate the offense, he's definitely ready to do that. Uh, Wemby, when when he was asked about, you know, are you a four, are you a five, where are you most comfortable? He basically said he doesn't want to be boxed in. He said this. He said, the best way for me to help the team is uh, not not put me in a box. We know we're going to make something original. So basically he's saying, you know, he, he's a very versatile player as well. He can play inside, outside. Uh, and I'm going to read again a quote by Trey Jones here in a bit that kind of talks about uh, Wemby's versatility, but he doesn't want to be pigeonholed in, in one specific position um, out on the NBA floor. Wemby also said that um, Tony Parker and Boris Diaw have both been um, really good about giving him advice since he's been, um, you know, since he's joined the Spurs, he reaches out to them a lot and, and then they give him advice. Uh, he mentioned in terms of his strength that he's added 10 to 15 pounds since coming to San Antonio after the summer league concluded since he moved to San Antonio. Uh, he's been working out with, with a lot of the players there in San Antonio. And he, so he mentioned that he, he's added 10 to 15 pounds. And then he also discussed how um, just how, how much his health and his physical fitness have just gotten better uh, just in these few months of being in San Antonio, uh, because at the NBA level, they have such good um, training um, uh, resources and, and health resources. And, you know, the, just the, the, the amount of resources they have compared to, to over where he was in Europe. And so he's saying that that's already shown. Showing, I mean, he already feels better, and, and just the metrics and data that he's getting on on his body are just are just so much better already in the in this in these last few weeks that he's been in San Antonio compared to his entire career, um, you know, working out and playing overseas uh, before. And then, like I mentioned, Trey Jones, uh, his first uh, media interview was on on Tuesday after the first Spurs' first practice. Um, just to hear some some of his um takeaways, uh, he says that uh, he mentioned how he's already started to th to throw some alley oops to Wemby, and he just basically says that you know the, the ball doesn't have to be perfectly placed for Wemby. That he's gonna he's gonna find his his best spots, but when there's like there's there's a bigger um uh, margin of error. I think Jeff McDonald, the San Antonio Express, is the one who asked the question, where um you know you just kind of put the ball in that area for Wemby, and he's gonna be able to to get that alley oop and, and dunk it for you. And so again, that's going to be key for for Jones and, and Wemby to build some chemistry because they're going to run in the pick and roll a lot together uh, assume, assuming that that Jones is starting there in the starting five Jones kind of mentioned what um, what uh, Jeremy Sohan mentioned about just kind of how, how a lot of different players are going to bring the ball up the floor not just him as, as, as the sole point guard Jones he said this he said one through four one through five sometimes we'll see a bunch of different guys bringing up the basketball so that was on him just saying that the Spurs just you know whoever gets the rebound you just initiate the offense you take it down you start you start getting the team into their sets 
Uh, Jones also mentioned how at this new practice facility um, called the rock that the, uh, that, that a lot of the Spurs veterans have been around already, like just on, on opening um, day of practice. Uh, he says, Tim Duncan was in the building. Manu Ginobili was in the building and Sean Elliott. So he says that, you know, it's a place that not only the current Spurs can, can work out and, you know, and, and have, and, and, and improve their game, but also they'll see a lot of the veterans. still I'm um, kind of hanging around the gym and coming by to, to you know, to, to provide some tips and guidance uh, for the young players. And now here are some key quotes that I, that I, that I wrote down from Trey Jones um, uh, that I found very interesting. First, let's talk about how he described Wemby on offense. He says this, he gained so much attention, just being seven, five, having the talent, having the ability to get to the rim so easy. He's able to make the reads when help side comes over or when he draws defenders in, he can dictate the backside to get an open look. So that was, that was Jones just talking about the versatility and how much of a challenge it is for a defense to guard uh, Wemby. Zach Collins also mentioned how, how in open runs he's actually been on Wemby's team and then also against him. And he talked about how, how it's so difficult to guard Wemby just because of the fact that, that he does things that, you know, a typical big man isn't supposed to be doing like, like step back jumpers and, and, and all these different kinds of spins and things like that. So, so um, there's Trey and, 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 jo and Trey Jones and then also Zach talking about uh, Wemby's uniqueness there on offense. And then uh, here's Trey Jones on, on Wemby's defense. He says, he's very long, very tall. He can add, he can get to a lot of shots and affect them, whether it's a block or just changing up someone's shot. He affects the game in so many different ways. So again, that was Trey on, on Wemby's defense. And so again, that's where I say about, you know, yes, they were last last year, but they should see some improvement. Just the fact that they're adding Victor Wembanyama there on the floor, because like Trey says, yes, he may not get every single block out there. Uh, but he's going to get, you know, he's going to alter shots. It's going to be hard when you have a, you know, again, when there's a seven foot guy coming to try to block your shot and, or, or at least to deter your shot. And so that's going to definitely have, have an impact uh, on those players that are attacking, just like we've seen with other players who are, who are known as shot blockers in the league, like Brooke Lopez, Jaron Jackson, Jr. Just the fact that their presence is there in the paint, those kind of players that have all that length um, that it can alter a player's um, form there on layups or dunk attempts or, or, or um, floater kind of attempts. So again, uh, those are some key takeaways from Trey Jones's interviews. And then the last topic was there was some roster moves over the weekend for the Spurs before uh, they began training camp on Monday or media day on Monday. So they waived a few players and then they uh, also signed a player for training camp. So let's talk about who they waived. So the Spurs over the weekend, they did waive uh, Reggie Bullock, Seth, Mil Seth Milner Jr. and Raekwon Gray. And then they also signed Charles uh, Bediaco, I think is his name. Okay, so let's first talk about Bullock. So um, Bullock, it was reported that he's going to that that he agreed to a contract buyout with the Spurs uh, to to become an unrestricted free agent. Now, we, since since that happened, we've learned that he um, that he's going to end up signing with the Houston Rockets. Um, I'm interested to see uh, how much the Rockets are offering him. If it's just the veteran minimum, or if it's they actually have the seven million dollar uh, room exception available, so maybe they're giving him more than what what a, what a typical player who gets bought out would get more than the, than the minimum. Uh, we don't quite know just yet. That hasn't been leaked to the public about how much Bullet gave back in the contract um, buyout. It's typically usually about the veteran minimum, which is about $2 million this year. So really, once we get those details, the Spurs are probably on the hook this season for $9 million of, of Bullock's $11 million salary is what it looks like right now. But again, we haven't got the final contract details. So Reggie Bullock um, is waived. So now the Spurs still need to uh, waive or trade one more player in a guaranteed deal. Again, because uh, they, they have a 19-player roster going into training camp, but because uh, um, he hasn't been available for the team, we haven't seen it since last season, going back to, to, to an injuries for him. That was Ken Birch, who was acquired in a trade. So right now, it still looks like Ken Birch is the most likely player to get waived or traded. But again, we'll see what happens in training camp as, as the team goes to these, these five preseason games. And they, they have time until they have to make that decision. Uh, regarding Seth Milner Jr., as as he was waived, um, that opens up a two-way roster spot because, remember, he had just signed a two-way roster spot with San Antonio. So now there's one open two-way roster spot available. 
Raekwon Gray, as I mentioned on last week's podcast, that wasn't too surprising that he got waived. It was more so probably a move to allow him to join the Austin Spurs later on in the future. And then um, um, Charles Bidiaco signing, he signed a training camp deal. Um, he's a 6'11 big. If you watch the Spurs in the summer league this past summer in Vegas, uh, he was out there on the floor a lot for San Antonio. Played pretty well in his minutes that he got with the Spurs. And so... Regarding um, Bidiaco, again, I think that he could end up either on on um, on the Austin Spurs roster if he ends up getting waived here in training camp, or he can end up getting that that last two way spot, and maybe he's on he's 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 there available for the Spurs uh, on a two way spot because they have it open, and he's the only player who got an invite to training camp. Uh, so San Antonio currently has 19 players in training camp, and again, they will have to trim that roster down uh, before the first game of the regular season. So. You know, after after like about two months of no no news since since free agency ended in July, there was a bunch of news in these first few days of, of training camp beginning and, and media days. So uh, again, Vassell's extension is official. The team announced that on uh, on Tuesday on Tuesday afternoon, and then um, and then now basically every day the, the Spurs will be having practice. Uh, you'll probably start to, to see uh, if you check online from from different Spurs reporters and media, uh, um, you know, just inter- quotes about from different players that are happening in in. Uh, after practices and then the uh the first preseason game is next monday october 9th at okc so again that's when we'll get to see this team actually take the floor we'll see who plays in that first opening game uh for preseason so thank you thank you for listening to this episode of the spurs cast if you like what you heard please subscribe rate and review on youtube and your favorite podcast apps this episode was written recorded and produced by paul garcia music for this episode was written by vincent garcia thank you have a great day